I titled this message Fake Freedom, um, and we're going to learn what fake freedom is and the difference between real freedom and fake freedom. Turn with me into Proverbs um, 28.2, and uh, we'll read this. And just, just it, it starts out a little rough, but I promise at the end we end up in Colossians, and it talks about working for the Lord. So it's not all gloom and doom, but it is some things that we need to address today. So Let's read it this way. 28.2 says, When a land transgresses, it has many rulers, but the man, or but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. Okay, now I'm going to read 28.1 and 2 and, and put the sandwich, the thing together. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When a land transgresses, it, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. So I wanted to read you the definition of this out of the NLT version, Proverbs 28.2, and it explains it perfectly. That's why I wrote it down, and I normally don't do this, but it says when, an, uh, when there is moral rot within a nation, its government topples easy. Amen. I'm not done yet. Just, just, just stay here because this, this is the one you need to be at. Uh, but wise and knowledge, knowledgeable leaders bring stability. I'll read it one more time. When there is moral rot within a nation, its government topples easy. But wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability. Now, I want to talk to you about what a moral is. A moral or to have uh, good moral character. Say that with me, good moral character. This is a moral is proper conduct, proper conduct. So that's the way we'll address it. And if you used to look it up, that's what the definition of moral is. And you can be out in this world today or watch the news and, and know totally that people, some people leave their house that do not know how to conduct themselves in, in the in the workaday world or just the, the sea of people. Ask me, say, please, please explain. And, and, and here's the deal. You, as an American, you have the right to do things the way you want to do them and the way you see them, just as long as your right doesn't infringe upon my rights. Um, here's, here's what I told the other church. If a guy wants to run down the street in a pink tutu and, and high heels, that's his, that's his decision. I just don't want him teaching my children. And I'm going to keep going. So listen, um, here's the thing. I think, I seen this the other day, so I'm just bringing up whatever. This is low-hanging fruit. When you have a grocery cart full of electronics and tools and you're pushing it out of Home Depot and you haven't paid for it, I got a problem with that. I, I got a problem that there's grown men that will stand by and watch these young men push the grocery cart full of tools out that they haven't paid for. That is, say this with me, class, that's not proper conduct. When young kids use language 
that embarrasses adults when they're out there in the community. I have a problem with that. They haven't been raised right. Come on. The moral right of this country has escalated at, at the highest level. It's no longer just drugs seeping through our borders. It's drugs that have reached everyone's home at the highest level. And I want to let you know today that it should bother this church just at epic proportions by the way we're allowing this, this world to go. The rot is, is reached. You know, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but there it ends in destruction. And what that is is sin. When you feel like you can go out and do whatever you want, talk to policemen however you want, talk to teachers however they want, or do whatever you want, or, or this, that, or the other, or, or if I'm tardy. I remember, does anybody remember when you were tardy? I went to a school right down the street. And Charlie, I think Charlie Olerman still owns a store here in the community somewhere. When you were late and you were, we called it jocks if you played sports. There, there were, you know, I'm not going to get into it. You know what I'm talking about. If you were late, you went to, the, the teacher sent you down to Charlie Olerman's and you grabbed the door frame and he swatted your butt. That's what you did if you were a jock and you were a male and you didn't have to identify as a male. You had to be a male to get a spank in there. You grabbed the door frame and he paddled your bottom. And you know what? You learned a lesson. If I'm late, Charlie Olerman's going to paddle my bottom. And quite frankly, that's what some boys need around here. Uh, and Well, don't get me started because this is, this is a long message here. And I got a video that goes with it. Uh, proper conduct is, is something that we all can teach uh, one another and teach our children. And please teach them to your children who go to these restaurants. I said, teach them to these children who go to these restaurants. You ever, you ever been to Denny's before? I'm like, whose child is that over there? Standing on the chair, spilling milk. Well, Johnny hasn't had much sleep. Well, then you need to keep Johnny at home. Instead of subjecting me and my family to that mess, because I don't want my kids... I don't want to think, I don't want my kids or my grandkids thinking that that is acceptable behavior. Amen? Amen. And when you grab a piece of pizza, you eat the whole thing. You don't just leave the crust over at grandpa's house. You'll get it here in a minute. Are you the mom that picks off the crust off the sandwich for your children? We don't. Are you hearing what I'm saying today, church? We got moral right in this country. And we need to get it back in the church and get it back in the home so we can change this nation. Let us pray on that note. I got a video that's going to speak to you and then we're going to get to preaching. Lord, forgive us where we have just, just absolutely lost our way. It's embarrassing to, to ask you to heal what we have screwed up again. And Lord God, I pray that when the men of this church leave here, know that they got a, a, a duty to raise their family. Uh, to keep the nation secure uh, and teach their children how to talk, walk, and act.
and society. And Lord God, we're going to continue to fund everything we can fund that fears and honors God today. And let it bless the basket as it goes by. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Applaud the Lord. Let the basket come by. Play the video. are dropping their own crops for the day a friend is in need and they've come to help it's what this community and a lot of our communities stand for somebody needs some help you'll get it Rise with me and we'll pray and we'll pray for the message. Lord, we are in times of desperation in this nation. You told us, Lord God, that if we would repent and turn from our evil ways that you would heal our land. My prayer is, is it not just be words, but it be action. And uh, we learn proper conduct, not just at church, but in the highways and byways. 
Lord God, that we continue to pray and bless our our military and our police officers and our firefighters and our teachers and the preachers across the land who bring the message every day. I ask, Lord God, that you help us form an impenetrable team called your church of Holy Ghost-filled, Bible-toting, flag-waving, Holy Ghost-filled, devil-chasing people who still believe in the rule of law. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Applaud the Lord. You may be seated. So the reason I... uh, Psalm 33.10 is where we're going to start if you're following along. The reason I titled it Fake Freedom, because I think in the, in the nation here, unfortunately, I don't know how we got here, that we, we feel like we're helping these kids identify or the next generation if we just kind of let them go and kind of let them do their thing and, and kind of do whatever they've done. And, and, and regardless of how all the riots happened or what you believed about them or whatever, um, uh, it, it, it's immoral. It's not proper conduct to destroy someone else's property. I, I just, I'm, I'm just old-fashioned. I just believe that. I don't think. I think if so, watch this class. I think if somebody comes to your house, they ought to be respectful. Just, just uh, here's the deal. Just be respectful when you come, when you come to my house, and when I come to your house, I'll be respectful, and I'll be respectful to your wife, and you'll be respectful to my wife, and and all that kind of old-fashioned stuff. And when you come to the Lord's house, you'll be respectful at the Lord's house. And then when we're teaching this in our homes and our church, people out in the community will learn this stuff. Amen. If you read, so I'm thinking about this. So where do we get our morality? So we think about this, and we can trace it back, and we, you know, we. Whether you believe we know the difference between right and wrong, we do know the difference between right and wrong. And, that, and that's how the country was founded, through the Declaration of Independence and through the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution tells us that the Constitution isn't fit to govern any other people than moral people. Amen. That's what it says in the Constitution. So only moral people can be led by this document because this document was crafted through the Bible. So if you're not moral, you shouldn't be in this country so you can live your immoral lives in a third world country and act like a fool. And if we continue to try to make this narrative fit in a Christian nation, there'll always be turmoil. And, And we're trying to get it to fit and we're trying to massage it and we're trying to spend more money on it. And this will never work. Nothing will heal this land but the word of God and Jesus coming back and baptizing the place again. Um, I I just, it's hard for me to believe that we've allowed things to happen the way they are right now. The streets are drug riddled everywhere. People dying. I I heard the other day, I I couldn't believe what I seen. I was watching a podcast in in one of the countries, I couldn't remember if it was California or New York. They they, they put vending machines in so these people could get their rigs, their drug uh, heroin needles and, and their hookups so they could get high off them. Now, I don't know if that's... I can't believe that that's helping them with their drug problem. 
I think if we would bust the drug dealers, <laughs> oh, that's too simple. I know we need to do a study on it. But I've already thought about it. I thought if they're breaking the law, lock them up. We, uh, hmm, yeah, so anyways, now, I better get to preaching here. 33.10, let's just read. We got three verses here, and we'll, we'll talk about this. Um, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever and the plans of the heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people whom he has chosen as his, as his heritage. So let me work backwards for just a minute. We'll end up in Colossians before we leave. Blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. He's talking about Jehovah God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when he is, when he is God over this nation and Jesus is Lord of your life, that's when the nation will be blessed. Amen. That's when it, it'll, it'll be back to the way it was supposed to be. And I know you remember, and, and I still don't know, so I'm going to ask this question today. Do kids still slide out of their desk in public schools and say the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning? Okay. Do you remember when we did that? I remember that. That was, that was just something. And, 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 and don't you, didn't you really believe it? I really believed it. I really believed it. I had. And. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't see, a, I don't know why that's a problem. I don't know why that can't be done. And, and here's the thing that we need to remember. We're always worried about either being sued. We're either worried about being sued or we're worried about hurting somebody's feelings. Here's what I told them. Stand in line to sue me because me and my wife have been sued so many times now. It does just. But remember, when you get out of bed, you're going to make somebody mad. Just make sure it ain't God. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know, you know, and, and, and when you see these, these, uh, these store owners or these franchise and they tell their employees to stand down when these people are pushing these carts out the door, I don't think I could do that. I just don't think I could stand down because... And, it, and it's, not, it's not that I got that much macho in me. It just means I got that much right in me. That I can't watch something wrong, just stand by and go. We're going to get involved at some level, sometime. Or if it's not you, maybe it would be your child that they ran over trying to get out of the store. Somewhere along the line, watch this, somewhere along the line, this type of behavior, this type of conduct has to stop. And if it continues in the highways and byways and the, in the schoolyards and stuff like that, people won't teach anymore. We won't have policemen anymore. We need the community of God to stand up and say, no, 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 not on my watch. You won't do this anymore. Get up. <laughs> oh, hey, if they're brats, they're brats. Call them brats. He's not socially challenged. His problem is he ain't never had his tail whooped is what his problem is. He ain't been challenged by his parents because he's give, they're given everything. They're called spoiled. Remember when your parents would call you spoiled? 
All right, let's get back to it, Verse uh, Psalm 33.10. It says, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. So if you're reading out of King James, which some of you guys are, he says he brings the counsel of the heathen to not, N-O-U-G-H-T. That means of none effect. That means it's not going to happen anymore. There's going to be a time. It may be today, maybe tomorrow, but God will come back and he'll make everything right one day and the heathen will suffer because he didn't heed to the word of God. He causes the counsel of the heathen to not. So no matter how hard you try to push the woke revolution through and, and this, that, and the other, God's going to eventually get tired of it. He's going to go, uh, you know what? Game, set, and match. It's over. I had preachers in pulpits every Sunday preaching over and over and over. He said, game, set, and match. I'm coming back to set the record straight. Um. And I always refer back to uh, I always refer back to Noah, just because it had to have been such a message. Just I, I don't know if he had a pulpit like this, but he pounded it, Mrs. Chittenden, day in and day out. The flood is coming. The flood is coming, and they all sit there and they walk past him and go, "Oh, you're so stupid." You're right in the middle of the desert. There's no water for miles. You're nuts. You're crazy. God will never do that. God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do, and it don't matter if you like it or not. And let me just add a little bit till we get into Colossians. And I just want you to picture this just... And, and, and I think about this. So there was only eight that ended up on the ark. And they're in the middle of the, the desert when all this is going down. And then the water gets up about ankle deep. Everybody's starting to look. Knee deep. Waist deep. Then up to the chest. Then up to the head. And it doesn't just come from above. The Bible says it comes from the ground. Water that's never been there before. And all of a sudden, all these heathen mommies and daddies, look at me, got their children swimming around everywhere. How long can your child tread water? What about little Johnny Rotten? He's swimming over to the ark. Door is sealed. You know why he died? Because his mom and dad didn't yield to the prophet. Tell him about God was coming back one day. Only eight survived it. I'm telling you today, the mommies and daddies of this nation need to take this message out to a lost and dying world today before it's too late. Because the water's not only ankle deep now, not only knee deep, it's waist deep and it's climbing. And you know that this message is true today just by the, by the way some people act. It is the most despicable thing I think I've ever seen. Turn with me into Colossians 3.23. So here's where the good stuff comes. So it's not all gloom and doom. Um... Whatever you do, work heartily. 
Let's read that together. Whatever you do, work heartily. So work's not a cuss word. I've told you that before. That's, <laughs> I still can't. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to sound like a broken record. All right. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And wipe your brow and just go, thank God for that. Because sometimes when you're working for people or working around people, let's just be honest since it's just us today. You can't stand being around some of them people. And let's be honest, you don't even like your boss. Amen? Amen. I won't tell them that you're here. I can't, or maybe your boss uh, works in the cubicle next to you. Or down the hall, whatever it is, and you can't stand it. I can't, I'm one of these days, I'm going to leave this job. Oh, I'm leave. You ever slap your hand down on the desk and go, that's it. I finally had it and you're going to leave. Don't let that drive you away from your job. While you're working there, know that while you're working for him, you're working for the Lord. Uh, and and, and some, that's, sometimes that's the only thing that keeps us together from losing our minds, especially in 2023. Amen. How many of you guys lost power? Because I, I asked that at North and, okay, a lot of you guys. <laughs> Was it hot inside your house? <laughs> Hell's hotter. Something is simple, and we won't get into the electric grid. I filled up a generator for 70-plus hours. Can you imagine what it's going to be like for the people in hell? There's no way to stay cool, no way to, no way to ever get any relief. That's why it's so important that we take this message out, and it may be that boss that you can't stand that you lead to the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily is for the Lord and not for men, knowing from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. So this reward that you're going to get, Lovka, you may not get here today. Just think of the prophets of the old, you know, 5,000 years, 6,000 years, whatever it is, all the things they did. Think about Abraham. God just told him to go. He said go. And when Abraham took a step, God met him there. He had no idea where he's going. He just said, leave your, he said, leave your kindred and just go. And he said, when you go in faith, I will make you as numerous as the sand on the seashores and the stars in the sky. And I believe that's what God's wanting to do to this church today. He's wanting somebody to just take a step. And when you take a step, he'll take a step. Let's be honest. He's already made the first move by sending his son, Jesus, to die on the cross today. Amen. Uh, and if your arms are folding, you go, man, I wish God would come and, you know, and, and, uh, and, I, and I think about that. And I'll try to bring this in and keep it light. You know, sometimes when I, like when I'm praying, my dad's on hospice right now and, you know, and he's getting bedridden now and, and I'm thinking about that and a, and a real man of faith would just be praying that God would heal him. Come on, God, heal him. And we want that, don't we? We want, we want everybody healed. And I don't really know, I don't think all of us really know what God's plan is, is for everybody, right? Or why there's cancers and things like that. So my prayer just changed to, God, I'm trusting Say it with me. God, I'm trusting. 
I'm just trusting that whatever it is, you're going you're gonna, to, watch this, you're going to be glorified in the end. And along the way, there might be, say this with me, there might be some inconvenience along the way, Mark Moss. So we don't like being inconvenienced, Big Steve. I don't like inconvenience. I, I want everything the way I want it, and I want it to be air-conditioned forever. I don't want to be uncomfortable at all. <laughs> I'll tell you a story real quick. It's a funny story, and my dad would approve of it. So he uh, and I go in. It was the other night, and he, my dad's an anti-air-conditioned guy. So it just I went in. And I'm turn, I turn on the front air conditioner. I turn on the back air conditioner. I'm going to run in the bunkhouse, take a shower, and come back out. And he comes back. He's, I hope he's not listening, Dad. If you're... <laughs> I mean, they may be watching at the bunkhouse. I have no idea. So I just did that, and then I, and I run back, and I run back to the camera. He goes, oh, my gosh, you left me in a torture chamber <laughs> because the air conditioner was on. He goes, you better shut, shut it off before I shoot it. I'll tell you <laughs> We want things our way, though, don't we? And I wanted to make it comfortable for him. And he wanted things the way he wants. And when we get involved, especially guys, especially when it's hot, especially when the tensions are rising and, and maybe things aren't working out the way you want. I want everything to work out the way I want God. And I always told people that you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Thank God for unanswered prayers. Do, do that with me. That went that girl or that guy, you oh, I hope I get her. <laughs> and ladies, now you do this. So thank God that I didn't get that one over there. What a nimrod that dude was. But you thought he was a hunk of man candy, though. <laughs> we okay still? Yeah. See, you, here's the deal. God wants you to laugh and have fun. Because life is like money and it's like time. Once you spend it, it's gone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's fixing to get real here as you get older. You know what? And I know you're I know, like the... Aren't, remember when you were young? I mean, Chuck, it was a long time for me and you. Uh, <laughs> stand up and I'll finish this message and I'll just talk to Rick. So here. No way am I, <laughs> no way am I ever getting that old. <laughs> you, will, you will if you stay alive. <laughs> and say this with me, I'm going to stay buff forever. Richardson, I'm going to stay buff forever. Kids call it swole. Oh, you're going to stay buff till gravity takes its toll on you. So while we're out there working in the highways and the byways, you need to laugh at one another so you don't, so you don't take everything so serious, even at the end. And we was talking about my friend Rick King. I remember all good things things about Rick. I love Rick. I wish I could have been there yesterday, but I had my own thing. But Rick knew the way I felt about him. I loved him and prayed for him many times, invited him to my church. And Life's too short to make a bunch of enemies out there. 
and, and, and it's too short to try to make stupid things to work. Lamonis, you can't make stupid things work. You, can't, you go, that don't work. This is stupid. Why are we trying to make these kind of things work? They don't work. They never worked thousands of years ago. They surely ain't going to work now. They've been time tested and proven by the Bible. Only the things of the Bible will give you true freedom. And then for all you who say this at night, God, it's kind of a funny one. If you help me get out of this one, I'm never doing that again. Amen. And you know that prayer works. Until you get the phone call. The devil makes sure you get the phone call. At least by the next night when you're feeling better. You went to the gym. You were, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's on tonight, baby. Oh yeah. Tonight, yeah. I think, so I said this with the last service. So I'm going to do it again. Close your eyes. I think God's okay, J.D., with this. <laughs> Open your eyes. No, he's not. Because I always come to the past and go, Pastor Pat, what do you think about this? I'm pursuing this person, and they're, they're heathens, but I, I think by my holiness, I'm going to convert them into glory. You're having trouble with yourself. Before you start resurrecting people from the dead. Tell your neighbor to get your own life in order. Am I making sense today? So I guess what I'm going to leave you with is this. Freedom comes from God. Work hard for him. He'll take care of the details. And be glad that you belong to a church that uh, loves people. I'll bring the house lights down and I'll leave you with this. I had a lot of people that came out to my farm. Friday night. And they, got, they went outside my dad's door, outside the window. We opened the door and they all sang to my dad. About 25 people from this church and they sang to my dad. It's so awkward to be in that position, but it's so wonderful to be in a church where people actually care. And I was looking, I sat in there in, in his bedroom with him with that door open and listening to that music. I never thought I'd be a caregiver for my dad. But I am, me and my family. And I couldn't imagine going through these parts of my life without Jesus in a good church. 
You, can I tell you something? You, you could be in a church like this, and there's good churches all over the country. I believe that. That you find out they're not just church people. They're very genuine. They're very genuine. They really care about your, your well-being. And that's when it starts to sink in. It's, it starts sinking and go, you know what, man? I like being part of this body. That's what a church is where people that have the similar faith, they love Jesus and they come together in a, in a meeting room like this and they celebrate the things of God. Amen. And then they, and then watch this, then they act those things out out in the community. Amen. And when somebody needs something, like the video said, we try to make it happen. We try to do our best. We don't always get to do all of it, but we try. Or we at least make phone calls or something, Right? But to be a community of believers, you have to accept the free gift of salvation that only Jesus can give. I don't know any other way, Pastor Jay, getting out of here alive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you're not born again, that's something that you need to do. You need to give your life to Jesus because everybody's going to leave here one day. Where you end up is completely up to you. Let us pray. Lord, as the moral rot continues to grow, there'll still be a remnant church like this all across the globe, maybe even smaller ones than this, that'll still love people, still believe the best about them, and still believe that you're coming back one day. They'll continue to shout the love of Jesus. So my prayer is today is if there's somebody here today in the sound of my voice that don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that they would come on a bended knee and receive the free gift of salvation that only you can give. I ask you, Lord God, to show yourself to the lost today. I ask you, Lord God, to to show yourself to the broken people today. And we give you the glory that we could all come together as a church on this day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And this church said amen.